You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I mean, if he gets to walk around calling himself a reverend, why shouldn't I get to? Because I'm sure he's actually a reverend. Well, he didn't specify it was some kind of denomination. I don't know. I think he just made it up is what he did. And if he can do that, I'm technically a reverend too. I want to be a called Wait, because somebody made something up now, you want to make the same thing up. Well, I want people to call me reverend. I think it sounds cool. Why? I don't know. It sounds really official. Where is this coming from? Well, I mean, everybody's talking about the Pope and all that stuff. Like, I want some of that. You know, you want to you want on the Pope gravy train. Don't oh, I you? want some of that Pope action. That sweet Pope action. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I am a reverend. I think it's what I should be referred to <laughs> as. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network. Then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. All right, so got a couple of things, uh, pieces of business here to do right away. One. Of course, you can go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link anytime you're going to do any shopping on Amazon. Oh, my gosh. Just go to our site really first. Really good advice. Go to our site first. Otherwise, Amazon won't work unless you go to our site first. Well, clearly, I mean, that's the easiest way to get there. Yeah. You I to, mean, you could just go to Amazon, but I mean, that's so much more complicated. No, you want to go to funemploymentradio.com yeah. and then click on the Amazon that's link. That's easier to remember. That's the secret they don't want you to know. No. Yeah, because it probably won't work if you don't do that. So mm-hmm. funemploymentradio.com, click on the Amazon link. And on top of that, We've got a fantastic interview that is going to be coming here on the show in just a little bit. Yep. And that is David Keckner. So David Keckner, you you know David Keckner from about a million different He's things. He's in so many things. Like even He's in everything. Every every time I'm like flipping through something, I'm like, oh, I didn't realize David Keckner was in that. Mm. Oh, yeah, he's in this. Okay. It's yeah. a comedy. It's a An- drama. It's a horror movie. There he is. Anchorman, The Office. I mean, just so many things. And he's fantastic. And he's going to be in, uh, well, he's got three movies that are going to be out at once. Uh, one of them comes out, I think, Today, yeah, one's out today. Uh, but w- the other one, though, uh, well, there's there's a couple of ones, and we talk about it. But he's going to be in the new Krampus movie. Like he's one of the main people in it, which I am so so excited about. It looks awesome. Yeah, him, Adam Scott, Tony Collette. Yeah, uh, it it's a great cast. It's going to be cool. So we yeah. talked to him about that. Yeah, so, so we don't. Yeah, so he'll. We're, we're going to play that here in just a little bit. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club, heliumcomedy.com, where you can get tickets for that. All right. So so the reason I'm talking though here just just to explain this Reverend thing. It kind of annoyed me. You're kind of latching. Well, all right, so... You're like a dog with a reverend bone right now. So I met some people, and there was a guy that... I mean, I didn't really talk to this guy too much, but it, he was like a friend of a friend, and he's like, oh, yeah, hi, I'm I'm Reverend Scott. And I'm like, Reverend Scott? What? This wasn't Scott Daly, was no, it? No, it was not Scott Daly. Okay, because that would be weird if he's like, call me Reverend Scott. No, Scott is not a reverend. That's, that's my whole point. But this guy... He might be. A, no, he's... You are really frustrating me right now. I am not going to lie. I'm sorry, non-Reverend Greg. Continue. I am a Reverend. So, so he's like calls himself Reverend Scott, and he's like that in that friend group. They're like, oh yeah, he got ordained a couple of years ago, but we just call him Reverend Scott. You know, he's Reverend Scott, and then he's got like some kind of little like non-denominational thing that he does. I don't know what it is, but he's got this thing going, and I'm like, okay, so he got that for that group, but. I want to be a reverend. I mean, and I am a reverend. I'm registered online because we we officiated Doug and Kenda's wedding over the summer. Yeah. You know, well, I'm a reverend too then. No, not not really. I mean, so I How I'm, many weddings have you officiated? Well, I mean, I was Statistically speaking, you've officiated one as have I. Well, I was lead though. I was leading. You it. were not lead. 
You turd. We <laughs> split that in half. <laughs> so I think, though, I kind of want people to start calling me Reverend. I, I, and I'm, really what it was is I was jealous. I was jealous of what it was because it got got this guy some attention. So do you want to be like Reverend Greg or just want to be called like Reverend? Um, uh, well, that, that's a good that's a good question. Is it? Yeah. Is that, it a good question? Reverend Greg. Uh, hi, Reverend Greg. I'm like, oh, well, hello. How are you doing? Try it out. Try it. Okay, no. let's try this. Welcome to Fun Employment Radio. I am Reverend Greg here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you for tuning in. And then you have to call me Reverend, though. I'm not going to call you Reverend. And then when you're like referring to me. Do you know me, what's involved in being a reverend? We've said this yeah, word you so go many out to times bars, now, it's like lost its meaning. You go out head. to bars and you tell people you're a reverend and then it's like, oh, it's a big deal or something. Do you like bless them? I could. No, that's kind of sacrilegious. Chicks dig reverends, right? I don't know. Okay, well, either way, I think this is this is. I've never met a reverend out. that I've dug, so I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, it's better than calling me father. I'm like, I'm not going to be a priest. I know that takes work. Call me father. So what is it about? Okay, so you met Call this me guy who called himself Reverend Scott. Yes. But also you want to do this because you're seeing how popular the Pope is right now and you want to get on the Well, you know, the there's, a whole, there's a whole lot of that going on. Yeah, that's like every article is about how cool the Pope is. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I just feel like I'm missing out on something here. Like I see the Pope articles and I see this guy's acting like a reverend. I'm a reverend too. And so I just think that uh, that this, this could work out for me. I could be like the hip, cool reverend, you know, down at the watering hole. In order to be respected and liked for something, you have to actually... Do something what, what? for people to yeah, like. Yeah, you just tell people. That, do the things that the Pope's doing. What's he doing? He's like. Well, I'm not going to be the Pope. I'm just saying he's making it popular. So I think I think that this could work out for me. I would like you to call me Reverend is what I'm saying. It's not going to happen. Call me the Reverend. Call me Rev Greg. What? Call me. I'm trying to get something here. You got to call me something. Uh, Keelan suggesting Father Nibbler. Father, <laughs> no, my last name does not uh, work out well for that one. <laughs> oh yeah, the Reverend Gregory Nibbler, founder of Nibbler Nibblerism. Oh, that's something I can you tell people. You probably have to create a religion. Well, yeah, you could be the Reverend of your own religion. Like probably yeah. not an organized one right now. It's actually called Nibblerism, and it's a very spiritual thing, a very intimate religion. And I feel like I would like to share this blessing with you. If uh, you would be, tell me some of the basics of nibblerism. All right, fine. Since I'm making it up right now, mm-hmm. the basics are this: um, I'm in charge, so I have final say on things. But I'm a very loving and uh, respectful uh, reverend of my church. I, I appreciate other people's opinions. However, when it comes down to it, I do decide what goes on. So you appreciate people's opinions, but you don't listen to them. And not very many dudes are let into the church either. Okay. It's mostly women. All right, so it's all it's an all-lady church. Well, for the most part. Okay. For the most part. Yeah, that's kind of how it's going to work. Uh, uh, it's okay, being, it's being... Yes, it's being asked if uh, your sacrament during mass would be Cheetos. Cheetos. Alex is asking this. Absolutely could be involved. Uh, Cheetos, nacho cheese Doritos would be involved. Peanut M&Ms are reserved for only the higher order. Uh, Peanut M&Ms go to them. Um, But yeah, there's definitely a lot of snacks. There's a lot of snacks that go on. That's encouraged. There's also juice boxes and uh, that's also encouraged in in this church. So yes, snacks will be encouraged. Okay. That's part of it. It's Mm -hmm. a juice and, and snacks. Yeah. Plenty of juice and snacks. What else? What else would I need? I mean, people would. What is the what does uh, nibblerism stand for? Well, it stands for a number of different things. I mean, most of which you would have to enroll in one of my seminars for me to explain all of it to you. But I can tell you the basic tenets of nibblerism are that you know we're a very very loving organization. 
very secretive. Uh, that's we we hold on to some very. You've not said anything of secrets. substance besides your snack foods that you're going to send. Well, there are a lot what of. What does snacks. it stand for? Uh, well, that's the thing. You kind of have to get involved. It may not be for everybody, because this is only for the enlightened and those who have open minds and care about the world and others. You know, then you would probably want to get involved. And there's a small entry fee. That's Mr. Jenkins has asked if it's a primarily snack-based religion. There's a lot of snacks that go on so in it. So many snacks. A lot of snacks. And that's that's part of how we get people in the door for it, too. You bribe them with snacks. Yeah, it's like, huh, dude, there's plenty of snacks. And then you get them in the door, and then you start charging them, you know, for uh, for, for lessons. Yeah, that's on what it snacks. is. Yeah. So, no, if you want to find out the first lesson, I'll offer you some free snacks. You can come to where we're having our church meeting. And then uh, after that, you know, it's $50. Just bring $50. That's all you'll need. Mm. And then I'll get you started on that. And we'll get you down the path. And if you feel like you're learning something, well, we can we can go. Uh, we, we can learn. You know, you can you can pay it's to learn some more. pointed out uh, in our chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live that it kind of sounds like preschool snacks and a nap time. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's okay. a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this show is going to be very weird today. Uh, that's I'm just saying. I, I think. Let I think me it tell work. you behind the scenes. Greg is full on batshit crazy today. He has been over yeah. there rapping and singing songs about snacks. Like he has been I'm talking about snacks today. all morning. I think I'm hungry. I think is what it comes down to. We have, and then we also bought shame food today. We do a pizza in here. Yes. <laughs> Greg is so embarrassed about it. He just rolled his eyes at me. Yeah, I'm, I he actually, didn't want I me to kind of, say it. I am kind of mad about that. I hate it when people talk about what I'm eating. Like this is why this is my shame. It's my secret. Do you remember the other day when um, someone gave me a bag of peanut M and M's and you took some of them and shoved a bunch of them into your backpack? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Because I said that Greg could have one bag, and then I look, and he's shoved like he's taken five of them out of my pack. I did not, as you did, and you shoved them. All. I bet, I bet there's uh, there aren't any left in the front of your bag anymore. <laughs> but they're just empty wrappers in there. I don't know what you're talking about. Are there empty peanut M and M's wrappers in there? Yes, there are empty peanut M and M wrappers in my bag. Thank you for calling this out <laughs> on the air. Yes, I snuck them when I was working at the museum the other night. I ate them. I stuffed them in my pocket because I didn't want anybody to see them. So Did you I stick one package per pocket. I went on a break and I hid in a corner and I ate M and M's by myself. And you shoved M and M's into your M M&M and M hole. And then I put the wrapper in my pocket because I didn't want anybody to see me eating them. And I did that like three times. Uh, there are some suggestions for what you could call yourself as a reverend. Uh, Keelan, I think one when he said Reverend Shorten Heat. <laughs> wow. Uh, a tagline for nibblerism would be the short path to salvation. I'm not opposed to that one. Uh huh. I'm not opposed to that. Yeah. Yeah, that could work. All right, well, for $50, Sarah, give me $50. $50, I get some like warm pocket M&Ms and a dirty juice box? No, thank you. Well, it's not a dirty juice box. So, yeah, but that's that's essentially it. And then I will start teaching you the secrets of nibblerism. Why Why would people want to See, this follow is, you? Well, well, this is how it's going to work. Okay, I'm, I know I'm working this all out right now on the air, which is why this is going to be a very bizarre show. If you're first time listening to Fun Employment Radio, uh, I'm kind of crazy today. So, Spoiler here's how day. it is. So, what, what basically we need... So, nibblerism, you have to get in the door. You got you got to get in the door to find out everything that's going on with sure. it, and that's 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 one of the main the main tenets, and that's why it's such a fantastic religion because you want to know, don't you? It's a mystery to you. I really don't. Like you're like you know what what is that all about? You know how do they have so much juice and and so many so many snacks going on over there? You know, and that, how does that all happen? Well, 
one, it happens because you pay $50 to come in the door, but also, you know, there's, there's a lot of secrets that are happening and people like secrets. People want to find out things so that people who are, you know, striving for knowledge, they'll want to join nibblerism. I bet, I bet uh, I have people that want to join it right now. So you're like a Freemason, but with sticky M&Ms and juice boxes. Pay me $50 and I'll tell you. Oh, my God. Okay, well, anyway, we'll figure it out. Uh, if you would like to join Nibblerism, send $50 to funemploymentradio at gmail.com. That's for the uh, PayPal account. And uh, uh, look, Alex is already joining. In the live chat, Alex is ready to join The order of Nibblerism. juice box. <laughs> yeah, juice boxes are definitely involved. I like juice, boxes juice boxes. are an underappreciated snack. Now, most people look at snacks as, you know, the, the eating, you know, like chips and stuff like that and cookies. Juice boxes can also count as a snack, and they are a great snack because you get a little little box of them. I kind of want a juice box right now. I should stop talking for a little while. Why don't we do this? Let's play our interview with David Keckner. Oh, he was great. He was fantastic. So he's going to be performing. What have I talked about for the last 10 minutes? I really I don't, don't know. even You're know. You're being really weird, though. I'm being very strange. Okay. Uh, all right. We already have another disciple. Wow. People are joining. People are joining up for nibblerism. People like snack-based religions. Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. You just got to get them in the door. $50. All right. So uh, oh David Keckner is going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow, which is uh, Friday, uh, uh, Friday, October 2nd and Saturday, October 3rd. David Keckner is, is absolutely awesome. And so he came in here and was talking about a few different things and especially all of the different projects that he's got going on, which the man is in everything. Just Google David Keckner. He will pop like, up oh, everywhere. That guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's all over the place, and you know, a lot of people know him as uh, Champ Kind from Anchorman. Mm. So, David Keckner, right here on Fun Employment Radio. Let's go ahead and play this interview. We'll be back right after that with more Fun Employment Radio. All right. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hi, this is Greg. <laughs> hi, this. Hi, this is Greg Proops, the specky one from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Not the tall guy, the fat guy, or the black guy. And you're listening to Fun Employment Radio with Greg and Sarah. Yes, indeed. Yes, you requested that one, Greg. I did. I know. I did. <laughs> um, now I now I feel like we need to get really serious. Also, just because of the crying thing, we, we probably very, should. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. very yeah. serious. We did this with yeah. Did like Greg talk about being the voice of Bob the Builder? Yeah, um, did you know? I think he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That used to be a, a a highlight of my day when my kids watch it. Because when kids <laughs> kids uh, go through phases, they'll they'll move through cartoons quickly. Uh, uh, jump through them. Yeah, well, yeah. So there'll there'll be a phase of you know Teletubbies and then uh, Caillou and then Bob the Builder. You know, you, you see them progress through different things. Okay, so they don't stay with stuff very long. Oh, did they are have they moved past Bob the Builder? Oh yeah, at this point, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's got kind of a rocking um, uh, theme song. It, okay, it's it, the 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 latest ones had a, like a, like a rocking theme song. A little bit of punk in there. All right, punk I like infused. It. Yeah. So are they? Let me. They used I've, to dance around to it. I have lots of friends that have children. What about the Wiggles? Oh, yep, you go through Wiggles phase. Okay, Wiggles phase. Yeah. I know. I've been at, uh, at my friends' houses when their children were going yep. through the Wiggles phase. But they're all out of it. You know what they all have in common <laughs> are SpongeBob and Scooby Doo. Oh, really? Scooby Doo is still around. Still around, and there's, they're, they're making new ones. And uh, yeah, yeah, still, still kicking it. They they gravitate toward of all the things. It's always for all of them. It's either it go they go through SpongeBob and Scooby Doo. Wow. I have no idea that Scooby Doo was still around. Yeah. Also yeah, yeah. for stoners, that is the same thing they go through. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Scooby Doo and SpongeBob. Yes, both of those <laughs> things are great. <laughs> 
Well, we're very happy to have you in studio yes, again, indeed. David. It's been, so we, we talked to you a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. It, it's been a while. How's it, uh, how do you feel back in Portland? Oh, it's awesome. Portland. Yeah. <clears throat> pardon me. <clears throat> Great town. <laughs> good town? Always a good town. It's more crowded now. It is. Can you notice? This, I mean, even yes, just I noticed in a couple yesterday of years. I was talking, speaking with Adam about the traffic, and I noticed like there's an uptick. Yes. Man, I mean, you even are, getting across town. You are shaking your head. You don't like these new... I don't mind them. <laughs> Sarah, I, Sarah is anti. No, no, I don't mind people. I mean, because Portland's a magical place. I don't mind them moving here. However, mm-hmm. the traffic is fucking terrible. Well, it's it's the thing that starts taxing the city. Yeah. And you will eventually have to have a, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, a sales tax because of the infrastructure can't maintain... Mm-hmm. Uh, what is happening. So you're going to need to build new roads and uh, more services. So, oh, sor- yeah. sorry. No, I know it can't, yeah. it can't handle it. That's I mean, the price the being cool. <laughs> you know what my motto is? My slogan is, let's make Portland normal. I like that. You there do? Is, I can go with that. I do. Well, there is a campaign. People are um, are trying to campaign to like make Portland less desirable so people don't want to actually move here. You guys already tried that. I know. It's not, <laughs> <laughs> it's Had the working. wrong effect. I know. It's Strippers, <laughs> beards, and craft beer. Nope. That's what Nobody we want. Nobody likes that stuff. This is better than Vegas. <laughs> they're like, there are no jobs and no apartments. I want to move there. <laughs> yeah, that's tough that your city's getting taken over. Yeah. yeah. yeah it is, it's what happens. Though. Yep, yep. I It'll mean, be interesting to see. Yeah. It has been different. And that's funny that you notice it from like an outside outside perspective right. and coming back. Like, okay, there are a lot of fucking people right. here. It's yeah. Started yeah. with the Tillicumber Bridge. Yes. We can walk across it. Did you walk yeah, across it yet? No. Okay. I should though before I I haven't leave. either. I hear it's very beautiful. Huh. Yes. It's a I, nice uh, nice little jaunt. Uh is this uh censored? No. no. Oh. You can say whatever you want. Well, um, Tillicum well, is a native tribe. Uh, Tillicum, mm-hmm. Tillicum yep. tribe. Mm-hmm. And well, it's a. Uh, what does it mean? It's a, it's a, it means like. Uh, I know what it means. People, right? Or, it means. Oh, you have it. Give me a minute. <laughs> I'm almost there. <laughs> when you hold me in your arms so tight, you let me know everything's all right. I, I'm just about to come. Come on, hold on. Tillicum, Tillicum. Oh, God, now I'm never going to be able to think of that the same No, that's all I'm going to think about it with it. It yeah. is a sticky bridge. You've, you've soiled the city with this. <laughs> Everyone People is going to remember very that. much against that name, too. There are all sorts of propositions for yeah. for the name. I think there was, like, the Patrick Stewart. There's some sort of, like, Star Trek-y uh, kind of thing. Yeah. But then they stuck with Tillicum. Yep. Because it's the most uh, it's uneniring. Native American, yes. yeah, for... Oh, and because it's Native American. We took yeah. your land and then named a bridge after you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have had... I've, I've just been following uh, all you've been doing here in the last year. Like, you have about 8 million movies coming out this Jesus. year, I think. Yeah. Three, I'm pretty sure. Three right now. Uh, that are, if that you, are out. If, if you count, well, not there. There will be out at the same time. Because you got Krampus. Well, that's right now. Tomorrow, Helen back, which is mm. an animated feature, that I was one of the voice uh, members. And it's a stop of, motion animation. Yes, right? yes. Cool. Uh, I think Bob Odenkirk top lines. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, tons of comics in that thing. Uh, Odenkirk, Riggle, Danny McBride, T.J. Miller. Damn. 
It's a huge list of people. None of us ever worked on the same day together because you're just doing voiceover. Mm. Do you guys all go to like when the premiere is happening or something like that and then see each other and like, oh, you were on it too. Oh, you There's were. a screening. This one's more of a modest picture and I don't okay. think there's going to be a premiere. I think there's going to be a screening. Mm-hmm. And it's an email I've not returned yet. So I'm apologizing <laughs> to Tom Giannis, my good friend, that I have not. It's, you open an email like, I got to get to it. Yeah. You can't do that. I know, yeah. and then I, you feel like an asshole because you forget about it, and it's not because you're it trying to be It goes down the chain. It goes yep. down, and then yep. it's gone. A buddy of mine, um, Eric Zicklin, one of my dear friends, told me a piece of advice that his father gave him years ago, which was touch a piece of mail once. That's when you had mail to deal with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it should be the same with email. Touch it once. And then, and then, then it's let it gone. Go. Yeah. Because we have it, we open it, we look at it, like, I got to answer. But we don't. No. And it takes, really it takes, it takes less than a minute. Each one of those emails takes less than a minute. <clears throat> so touch it once. And the other, thing, the other thing you said was the goal in life is to get – the goal is to get your life down to one key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. That's so beautiful and simple. <laughs> That's a, that is a very wise right? person. Yeah. It's instantly wise. You're Honestly, like, both of those things, I'm like, I want to adapt them to my you, life. You can't – there's no argument. Mm-hmm. There's, not, there's not a, hey, wait a minute, unless you're an a-hole. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're just filled with – I'm, that that touch at once is actually going to stick with me. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I want to get. I, I've gotten my my inbox down to zero about three times. Wow. And uh, it's, my inbox because I never delete anything. Ah. So it's I, I have no idea. Mine's what do at twenty five thousand. Damn. I never really go through my emails. Well, that's a lot of spam then too. <laughs> so three movies out at the okay, same time. Yeah. All right. So Helen back October second. Then oh, o- that's today. Yeah, October thirtieth. Awesome. Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Yes. Very cool. The trailer for that looks amazing. That's good, yeah. yeah. And then December 4th, Krampus. <gasps> and how much have people been talking to you about how excited they are I'm about so this? I'm so happy because it's so excited. It looks so good. Oh, yeah. It looks amazing. I haven't seen the whole movie, but I, I've done some what they call ADR, which is additional dialogue recording, mm-hmm. because we shot with all kinds of effects and elements. So you have to, it's too many wind machines going, and so you have to re record some dialogue. It looks beautiful. Oh, wow. I'm so excited. The cast is awesome Adam Scott, Tony Collette, Allison Tolman, me. <laughs> but to work with them, I'd, I'd met all of them previous to working on the show. But man, we had a blast making it. And Michael Doherty did a, a kick ass job with the script. And, oh, and wow. We shot it in New Zealand, had a blast, worked with Weta Workshop, which is Peter Jackson's. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that's yeah. uh, Lord of the Rings. Right. Yeah. So they were practical monsters, means they're physical. They weren't just digital that's... things. We're kind of looking at a, a screen uh-huh. or a ball on a, 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 you know, in the air. Real monsters, so cool. They did an amazing job, and I am very excited about it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that is so neat. Crumples. Yeah, because it looks super creepy. Because I'm looking, I'm like, all right, horror comedy. I wanted to see like kind of the mix, and it seems like it's a good balance. Of it both. is. I call it a holiday horror with humor and heart. Four H. <laughs> 4-H. So would you say, should I bring like my, my parents to this? Yes. All right. Good family fun. Yes. PG-13. Oh, perfect. I would say uh, 10 years old is probably the youngest. Mm. Okay. Go. There's no blood. Okay. There's some scarums. Yeah. But there's no blood. It is funny to see Adam Scott in a serious role. Adam, he was like the concerned father. Yeah. He is so awesome. Oh, my God. I had so much fun with him. Yeah. We do bits all day oh, long. Oh, wow. <laughs> all day long. He's constantly reading. Very bright man. We got to improvise one day. We got to improvise a lot. And it's just he and I 
two in-laws that don't like each other. <laughs> and I'm just coming at him, and he's, he, oh my, he's so good. We had such a blast. And some of them made the film. Oh, really? Yeah, there's, I, it's in the trailer. He says to his wife, Tony, this is good. And I go, it's a little dry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wish. That, this is all improvised. And he goes, well, mine's, mine's not. Well, mine is. He goes, would you like mine? Like, no, why would you offer your play? But we just, <laughs> the director let us go and go and go and go. And I was like, I am loving this so much. Oh, wow. I want to make a movie with Adam. Like, we were joking that I wanted to make a movie, just he and I, a buddy cop movie. And they seem like great friends on screen, but off screen, the two actors really don't like each other, <laughs> and they're really passive aggressive with one another. And like, uh, I'm gonna go through the door first. Like, script says I go first. No, I'm going. All right, try and keep up. Like, Are you gonna do the like you did the last take? Because that wasn't very good. Okay, here we go. And action. <laughs> Just... Two douchebags who <laughs> cannot stand each other. That's how I kind of figure some movies already are, though, like yeah. behind the scenes. Not, not mostly. That happens yeah. every once in a while, but yeah. that's that's not typical. Uh, but that would be so much fun. Then you keep trying to ruin each other's takes, you know, because <laughs> you, you're just basically watching a behind the scenes movie being made. Oh, oh, that would be. Oh, so the movie would also include the behind the scenes. Well, no, it's actually you're just you're kind of watching the movie be made. But that you're would seeing be awesome. the behavior as yes. you're right yeah. before the take. Yeah. Did you put some weight on? Or, all right. Or, yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right. Or just walk away. So we're doing a scene, and I just walk away, <laughs> starting a sandwich. Um, I would watch that all the time. <laughs> that would be amazing. So you can't steal my idea because because we just did this on this show. It's copywritten. Yep. Yep. You trademarked it <clears> it's on official. the show. Yeah. Yep. You cannot steal David Pickner's <clears throat> idea. That is how it works. <laughs> well, because you've got. So you've got three three movies, mm-hmm. three films coming out in the next month. Right, Jeez uh, Louise. you're also doing television. Yeah, and you have uh, full on Keckner, your YouTube channel. Right, you've got a million. How do you how do you handle all of this? And plus, you stuff have and your five children, five yes. kids. Yeah. I'm sure. got five kids, and you're on the road right now <laughs> for stand up. Yeah, my wife is not happy. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> that's probably some tension. You know what? I I book one one show a month. Mm-hmm. So at the top of the year, I'm going to do twelve shows. That's okay. It, mm-hmm. Right. And then uh, just whatever work comes. So, like, I already have work for the first four months of the year, which is what you want. Mm-hmm. You, you'd like to have two years full right. slate. So you never know what's going to take you out of town. So, but, but recently what happened was um, August. August I was out a lot just because it happened. Like, I had one show, but then another one came available, and then another one came available, and they were good gigs. So I'm like, honey, and she's like, yeah, go take it. And then I had a gig in San Diego, took the whole family, so it became a working vacation. That was really awesome, fantastic. That, so that one doesn't count. Mm. We're yeah. all together. <laughs> then I had one big one in Cincinnati. Like, oh, I got to go. And then I got a movie that took me to Albuquerque for two weeks straight. So I was out of town, then gone. Then back home, then gone. And that's where it was like, what What are you doing? Mm-hmm. What's going on? But you, you didn't see that coming. Like, yeah. I didn't, they just kind of fell into place. So, And you got to take them, I'm sure. When they, they have yeah. to. And then I did a little press thing for Krampus earlier this week, which was just supposed to be me coming in Thursday, means me leaving the house Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So that became like, okay. Yeah. Anyway, I'm doing a pilot with Johnny Knoxville this spring, which hopefully keeps the fat old man home. <laughs> For a long time. For 10 years. I'm a fan of Johnny Knoxville. That's He's cool. He's the greatest. He's a great human being. Yeah, he seems just like such a creative, like, genuine person. He is. And he's sweet, sweet, sweet. I mean, you wouldn't, most people think, how would you describe Johnny Knoxville? Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's so sweet. Yeah. And he's kind of a family man as well, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
What is it? Can you talk about what the pilot's about at all? Uh, his childhood. I play, <gasps> oh, okay. I, yeah, all yeah, right. I play his dad. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. All right. So Johnny will voice some stuff, uh, but he's not going to be in it. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So he's doing like the directing and... Uh, well, certainly putting together the pilot. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think he's directing. Okay. He might direct an gotcha. episode, but not, I don't think he's going to direct the pilot. Wow. Yeah. Well, that definitely sounds like something I would watch as well. And I, yeah, again, like with the, you just mentioned Krampus again. I mean, that's going to be huge when that comes out. I hope so. Yeah. The tale uh, no, of Krampus. I'm, I mean, have you had you heard about it before? I had not. <gasps> really? I had never heard of Krampus. Oh, in Portland, there's like actually like a Krampus pub crawl. Oh my Because it's, yeah. it's Portland. Portland. Because it's Portland. That's what you do. Yeah. 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 It's like there be yeah you'll see people dressed as like demonic Santas, and that's how I learned who right. Krampus was. I'm like, mm -hmm. what is that fucking terrifying thing walking down the right. street? And everyone's like, uh, Krampus. Krampus is the anti Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's based on an old Germanic legend that actually predates the the legend of Santa Claus. Krampus, because it's you know all about winter solstice, because that's what mm. December twenty five is originally, right? So it's yep. probably developed out of a pagan ritual. And these, you know, like in line with Grimm's fairy tales, these are all stern cautionary warnings. If you're bad, bad things will happen. Mm. Basically, that's what it is. Yeah. And the way to translate that to people in the in you know less sophisticated times was horror. Yeah. Will visit you if you're bad. Mm -hmm. That's it. Bad, bad, right? <laughs> and we Don't tried... go outside at night. Right. Well, bad. Yes, yes. <laughs> or if you're a bad person, bad things yeah. are going to happen. I think that would be the thematic, you know, philosophical lesson that was oh, supposed yeah. to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, today we'll just talk it to death. We're really all it took was what, the idea of a monster. <laughs> all you have to do is scare them a little bit. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So I'll there, was a woman, there was a woman who was in this movie. Uh, her name is Krista. And she's from Austria, and she was 71 years old, and she said when she was growing up as a kid in Germany, in Austria, um, I'm not sure what the difference is, uh, <laughs> that you would, so like we have lines of kids going to sit on Santa's lap. Mm -hmm. When she was young, there were two lines, one for Santa, one for Krampus. Really? Does that freak you out? That's so kids were right. lining up to sit on the... Or maybe they were told, you're going to see Krampus. Oh, God. That? Wow. It's freaky. All right. Child minding was a little different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to write a musical with with uh, Adam Scott, Tony Clinton, and Allison Tolman. Krampus the musical. It's so unusual. Krampus the musical. It's so unusual. That would be a I hit. think it would work. <laughs> I want to I just film like three minutes of it. <laughs> just film the teaser and people will go for it. Oh, you could do a full-on play of that here. Right? Yeah. Oh, you could. It would work here. You would sell out every oh. night with that. No. Guaranteed. You have to write parts for your wife and your children, though. Yeah. So that way you can all be here. <laughs> 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 so you could all dance around uh, like the new the, Von Trapps. The Von Trapps. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great. <laughs> the shut your yap Kechners. Yeah. Never, never shut their yaps. <laughs> all right, so today... Yes. Well, tonight... So basically, what I'm saying is that people can go and see your show tonight. You're at 7.30 and 10 tonight. Yes. And then maybe afterward, they can catch a late-night screening of uh, Helen back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Since it's out in theaters. It's I mean, just make it a make it a twofer. Or see it this weekend. Go tomorrow, but come to my show twice tonight. Mm -hmm. Yes. And twice tomorrow. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. All four shows. Yep. HeliumComedy.com. Mm -hmm. No show's the same. Okay. Every show is I different. Mean, most of it's mostly the same. But There's going to be hey, something that you're doing different, There's always going to be though. 6% that was will never be done again. Will you, you wear the same shirt for all four shows? This shirt I will not be wearing. Okay, so it's going to be a different shirt. shirt. It's blousy and hides my fat. Oh, but you don't have fat to hide, uh -huh. first of all. And Thanks so much. Uh, I do like <laughs> that's the just straight. Though. That's just straight. That's straight girl, girl talk. I know. Yeah. You look real good. He just roped you into a compliment right there. <laughs> the shirt roped me into the compliment. Mm, no, yeah, he that's just it. wears it so well. That's why. You wear it well. <laughs>
right. Thank you so much, David, for coming in. You guys are delightful. You're delightful. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, Twitter, David Keckner. Yeah, at David Keckner. At David Keckner. And uh, anywhere else to send uh, people for everything? Facebook, I mean, the internet, pretty much, because you're all over it right now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Everywhere on the internet. Everywhere on the internet. Well, the last place to send you, of course, is Helium Comedy Club this weekend. (laughs) Helium Comedy Club. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Mr. David Keckner, right here on Fun Employment Radio. He's great. He is he's fantastic. He's very, very tall. Yes. He's, he's, he is Just a tall case. He's a Because sometimes you can't gauge people if they're, you know, on a movie screen or TV or whatever. But yes, he's very, very tall. Okay. That's Especially it. compared to Greg. <laughs> <laughs> because Greg's short. Let's do some World of Crazy. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't prepared to go that quickly. <laughs> God damn it, Greg. I was supposed to mock you relentlessly for a minute there. Oh, over the height thing? You're so much fun to mess with with the height thing because it never gets to you. Until one day when it finally does and you see. There's a day when it might happen, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's not like I don't know that I'm short. I know, and I like the fact that you embrace the I am taller than you. That part I know. You're actually not. If anyone can see the picture that we took today with Mr. Keckner, you can see that I'm at least an inch taller than you. That is ridiculous. I think you're, you're shrinking. You are, you know, almost 40. I am not almost 40. And I mean, like, and that's what happens is as you get older, you start to shrink a little bit. No, that's with women. That happens to women, not men. It happens to men, too. No, I don't think men so. Men get littler. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure. Well, I think in your case, you'll probably get littler. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Wow, Greg, you are bonkers today. All right, let's... Greg has all of his weird tics that he does when he's a little crazy, and he's doing all of them right now. It's kind of amazing. First up, Greg, have you heard of this new thing, which is terrible? Now, this uh, was announced about a week or, or two ago. I've been doing some research on it, and it's terrifying. And it's coming soon to technology near you, and it's called People. Have yes, you heard of this? I have heard of this. So People, P-E-E-P-L-E. Yes. Is what it is. And what it... So essentially, this is the one where you... You like rank people. It's basically a Yelp for other human beings. Yeah, that's, that's so you can up. rate other people, and people cannot actually once your name has been entered into it. If someone chooses to put your name on there, you cannot take it out of there. What? Yeah, like you you don't have the ability you don't to have remove the it. Ability to so remove it. so people can put your name in there, and then they can rate you and. Yep, uh, users can assign reviews and rate one to five stars. Based on what? On anyone they know, and you can't opt out once someone puts your name into the people system. That seems messed it's up. It's horrible. That seems so messed up. So it can only be removed if there are negative reviews of somebody and if they're violating the terms of the site, which who even knows if there are any terms to the site. So this is basically, uh, it can rate you. It's basically Yelp for humans. It, it rates you based on your professional, personal, and romantic life. What? Isn't that creepy as fuck? Yeah, that is really creepy. How yeah. is this even legal? Uh, I don't know, because anything's legal. I guess, are they using, like, public profiles, or what, you can take a picture of somebody and upload it in there and then just start rating them? Yeah, I think, like, someone could be like, oh, Greg Nibbler, and they're gonna be like, oh, Greg Don't do is- that. Greg Nibbler. No. And then take one of his many headshots and just put it there and be like... No. No, I do not, I do not want to be in this app. It's going to happen. I don't want to be in this app. I don't either. It's going to happen. So anyway, if you want to look this up and uh, delve more deeply into it, I just wanted to make you aware because I didn't know exactly how intricate this was, and it's freaky. 
So when does this app come out? It says it comes out in November. Okay. So it's uh, people. It's spelled P-E-E. Uh, P-L-E. Okay. Yeah. And the website's forthepeople.com if you want to do that. People. Uh, people. Could almost be another like dating site for... Well, never mind. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. No, I want you to finish your thought. <laughs> I think you can see where I was going with that. Oh, like people like to pee on each other? Mm-hmm. Like Kim Kardashian? Yeah. Yeah. Greg, I saw this story and I thought of you. This is a woman who's just coming out now after 30 years speaking about something... That terrified her that she saw late one day in 1983 on a remote road. Greg, this terrified woman, only known as Patty, has now come out and said that she's now ready to talk about her meeting face-to-face with a half-human, half-pig monster. What? Half-human, half-pig monster. Where does this, uh, where did this story come from? Well, Patty spoke of this ungodly beast. Ungodly. Now, Patty is speaking under anonymity. It's only going by Patty. Uh, Encountered the beast while driving on a remote road in 1983 and has been too terrified to speak of the half-man, half-pig monster until now. Now, Patty was driving home to Murray, Kentucky when the seven-foot pig monster leapt from behind a cornfield and darted across the road like a gorilla. Now, according to the Monster Hunters at Cryptozoology News... The mysterious mutant's ape-like movements weren't the only thing that made her blood run cold. She goes on to say, I saw a a tall, slender creature on the side of the road. Wait, there was two creatures? No, that's, no, after it ran across the road. Oh, okay. It stood there. She said, I would describe it as a cross between a primate, a pig, and a human. Mischievous, but not harmful. Wait, how does she know it's not harmful? She got all of this. It was using its arms and legs and headed into the marsh-type land going toward the How does she know it's, it's mischievous? She could just tell with the sparkle in its pig eyes. Oh, that's mischievous. Oh, Patty thinks it's mischievous. Little rascal. Oh, the little pig man rascal. Well, the unidentified ogre, believed by experts to be a potential dog man, was hairless with pink skin. (laughs) Uh, That's not a pig man. That is a dog man, as a matter of fact, uh, ma'am. He was hairless with pink skin, long arms, and a torso, human hands, and short legs. It also had a long neck, a small head with pointy ears, Intelligent eyes and a pig-like snout. <laughs> no word on as to why Patty is now talking about the pig man from 1983. Maybe Patty's a little hard up for funds and is trying to spin her pig man story. Wow. The world may never know. Yeah, she's waited all this time to come out with this story. It doesn't say why like, why she's been afraid since 1983. Like, then 2015, she's like, all right, you know what? It's been a long enough time. I'm going to talk about the pig man now. I finally feel comfortable. <laughs> I finally feel comfortable for all to these talk years. about the pig man. Okay. Beware the pig madden. Out of Austin, Texas. Uh, Austin police. Thank you uh, to Katie in Texas. Uh, Dear sweet Katie, who uh, sent this to me. (laughs) Dear sweet Katie. Dear sweet Katie. (laughs) That just sounded weird the way you said it. (laughs) Your weird is rubbing off on me today. (laughs) Dear sweet Katie. (laughs) My dearest, sweetest Katie. All right, at Austin, Texas. Austin police say they have arrested a woman after she attacked her brother after he ate her barbecue ribs. Oh! You do not eat somebody's ribs. I don't really like ribs. That much. I don't either, actually. Yeah. I'll eat them a little bit. I'll eat them if someone like picks the meat off the bone. I don't eat. I don't like eating. <laughs> Whoa! Hoity-toity over there. You have what? people that pick the meat off the bones for you. No, but I mean, I'll. Cut. I'll eat it if someone picks it off the bone for me. <laughs> I mean, like, if I who's going to go do that? Like, oh, Sarah, no problem. I'll cut the meat off the ribs for you. Excuse me. May I please cut the meat <laughs> off my bones? Ew, that sounds wrong. No, I 
I don't like eating. I, I, I am a meat eater. I am a, I am a carnivore. Uh, mm-hmm. However, I do not. I can't eat meat off the bone. It really grosses me out. I just think they're messy. Oh. I don't uh, like being messy. Okay. Even though you get food all over your face every time well, That's you accidental. All right. Well, according to the arrest I don't like being sticky. Someone who does love her ribs is Ethel Jean Banks. Now, Ethel G. Banks, 61 years young, has been charged with aggravated assault, um, which is a second-degree felony. So this happened Sunday, September 27th. So this happened about a week ago, around 6.50 p.m. at her home. So the victim says that Banks attacked him after they had began to argue over the barbecue, <laughs> ending with Banks charging at him with a butcher knife because he had <laughs> eaten her barbecue. So the victim was able to escape from the house and call 911. Corp, uh, documents say the victim didn't know the ribs belonged to Banks when he ate them. However, he was made aware after she chased him with a butcher knife. Uh, the <laughs> affidavit says police responded to a similar incident between Banks and a family member back in June, also dealing with ribs. <laughs> Why don't they just get some more ribs? Yeah, or just, you know, if you know that Ethel's having rib night, just stay away. Yeah. Let Ethel have a rib night. <laughs> Let her do her thing. She's not going to want to share with you. Get away from my ribs! <laughs> but she has been arrested, and she is now in jail. <laughs> hey, Greg, speaking of food. A menu from the last lunch above... That was, that was good. That was how you did that. You want to do it one more time? Try it in a different style. Uh-uh. Try the transition in a different style. <laughs> well, from family supper to last suppers... <laughs> is it going to be a story about Jesus? No, but it's a story. Okay, well then. It's the last meal. Oh, wow. You're really going dark with it. Okay. Well, it was. Uh, it's about the Titanic. So, I mean, it happened a while ago. Okay. It's going to be okay. All right. All right. Well, a menu from the last luncheon aboard the ill-fated RMS Titanic just sold at auction for a piddly $88,000. Wow. For one piece of paper, which was a menu from the Titanic. The last lunch when the last Titanic last saw daylight. What, what did they eat? What was it? Oh, um, let me see. Okay. Uh, I, okay, I have it down there. Okay, so All right. the menu, which was saved from the 1912, of course it sunk uh, the morning of April 15th, 1912, uh, sinking by, uh, which was saved from a 1912 sinking by a first class passenger and New York businessman, Abraham Lincoln Solomon. Wait a minute, so this guy, the ship's going down, like hundreds of people are probably dying at that moment, but he thinks to go... You know what? I'm I really enjoyed that meal. I'm gonna grab that menu really quick. Collector's item. Cause yeah, I'm, this, this is gonna be worth a lot when I get out of here. Mm. So rich bastard saves menus, but not people. So was the biography of Abraham Lincoln <laughs> Solomon. Well, yeah. So he was able to sell that menu for eighty-eight thousand dollars. I'm sorry. There's no more room. I've there. I've got a menu on here. Mm. Oh yeah, this guy's one. Of the, oh yeah, this is one of the bad people. Yeah, don't you understand? I mean, he's the one. One of the ones that was on the. No, he said. All right, so this is a, the menu is one of three items up for auction from uh, the Titanic. Uh, this was guy called... was just pillaging shit while. So okay, so get this. So it was one of three items up for auction from the so-called money boat, which was the Titanic's first lifeboat, which carried just five wealthy passengers and seven oh, crew. Wow! Despite cool. being designed to hold forty people. Jeez. And that that. Guy has lived 103 years past that. That's a s- wow. Wait, that guy is what? Well, I mean, it's been 103 years since the. Yeah, but that guy's not. No, he's not 103. Well, I guess the guy's not alive. Was saved, sold to a private collector, or it was sold by his family, I guess. 
Yeah, I highly doubt it's actually this guy. I mean, he's like, like the Crypt Keeper is still there. Although he's, he's that like rich, a, who knows? He's He's just pickled from the inside. Yeah. No, but I'm saying that's a that's a special kind of evil. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. There's no more room about it. Mm. All right, printed, we can get rid of the fur codes. So what else was up for auction was a printed ticket from the ship's Turkish baths. Uh, uh, and also a letter written by survivor Mabel Francatelli, who allegedly paid off the money boat crew to paddle away from the wreckage instead of picking up survivors. Wow. I mean, that is... That is a real... This seems real, really fucked up. That is really, really fucked up. Uh, is this I mean, is, like it, a is this true? Yeah. This happened, it was today. And the family's getting $88,000 because their relative is a fucking bastard? A menu from the last luncheon aboard the ill-fated RMS Titanic exceeded expectations by fetching $88,000 at an online auction. So it's the Lionheart autographs. Yeah, this is no charity. This is just people selling off a terrible tragedy and profiting from it. Yikes. Uh, Lionheart Autographs is very excited about it on its Facebook page. It says, Today's auction far exceeded our expectations. The Titanic lunch menu sold for 88000 and the ticket for 11000 Thanks to everybody who participated. Jesus. Wow. All right, let's change the subject. Hey, do you remember when we had the hilarious and wonderful Gabe Dinger in this past week? We did indeed. All right. Remember when we were talking, how he was talking about how he can't grow a beard? Yes, he was talking about that. And by the way, I Nibbler Dinger Paranormal Pals. I kind of like that idea. I I'm think still, I've still been it. thinking on it. I warned him that you might be pitching it to him. I'm still thinking on it. I think okay. it's pretty good. I, think I, it's pretty I good. would listen to it. Nibbler Dinger, Paranormal Pals. <laughs> then you have to have, uh, you know, that kind of music. Like techie, like... Techie, but like kind of keyboard. like 1980s, like yeah, keyboard like, Yeah, keyboard, but kind of like sci-fi keyboard. Nibbler Dinger. Paranormal pals. That's terrible. Yeah, it's, but it's got to be something like that. All right. Well, we were talking about that. And uh, funny enough, a story popped up today about how... So I talked about this maybe a year or two ago, how they were saying it was just beginning to happen, where people were getting beard transplants. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so now I guess beard transplant surgeries are one of the top surgeries that are being done in New York, with one New York doctor in particular saying that he performs about three of these procedures each week. Oh, my God. Implanting facial hair on men who want to grow beards. <laughs> it's not that great, I'll tell you. I can grow grow a beard. Uh, beard, pers- so it's okay. See, so you take it for granted because guess, you can maybe. grow it. If I couldn't, I would be like desperate. I don't. I don't know. Huh. I guess you'll never know. Well, I mean, shaving is a pain in the ass. So in 2012, beard transplants accounted for about one percent of all hair restoration procedures, but that number spiked to five percent in 2014. That's how much does it cost for a beard transplant? Uh, let's see. So this is uh, a company named Medigo that uh, specializes in helping patients uh, find clinics for different types of procedures. <laughs> so yeah, so it's increased six hundred percent beard transplant surgeries from 2004 to 2014. So New York surgeon Dr. Jeffrey Epstein told the New York Times he does about five of the procedures. Well, he did five of the procedures per year a decade ago, and now he performs at least three to five per week. <laughs> So this doctor goes on to say, uh, Brooklyn is probably the nucleus of the trend. It's the hipster look guys want. If you have a spotty beard and you let it grow out, it looks sloppy. Clients want full beards because it's a masculine look. Beards are impor- an important male identifier. Well, so he's just trying to give everybody a lot of like complexes so that they can come yeah. in and get their beards. Well, I can't grow a beard. I'm not a man. 
Well, a paramedic, uh, Jose Armos, 28 years young. Wow, I'm really glad that he's a paramedic and this is his big concern. He said, it was hard for people to trust me because I had a baby face. What? They would look at me Who's... and be like, this is a paramedic. Really, I'm sorry. I'm in severe pain, but I don't trust you without a beard. If you don't have a beard, you're not operating on me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd rather have a paramedic without a beard, to be honest. Because then I know there's nothing like in it, like shaking out. I mean, beards are gross. I like beards. I have a beard. What but, do you keep in your beard? Well, you get food in there. Anybody who says there isn't food in their beard, they're lying. There's food. Food ends up in your beard. It'll happen. I don't. Think when you're that eating happens. your snacks, food gets in there. Uh huh. Oh yeah, Greg. Did you see what I found over here? I'm choosing to ignore what you're holding up over what there. What is this? Oh, is this a? Which is a pack of M and M's. Little piece. A little pack of peanut M and M's. Oh no. Oh, Greg, they fell out of the Don't bag. throw M&Ms on the table like that. That's goddamn... Okay, you're getting off the point. Okay. Anyway. So, uh, paramedic, whose main concern is his facial hair, Jose Armos, says it was hard for people to trust me because I had a baby face. Like, they would look at me and be like, okay, is this 16-year-old really going to take care of me? The who beard is saying totally this? Helped with that. Someone a in paramedic. <laughs> Like, no, but who's sitting there judging the paramedic <laughs> when he shows a heart up? attack. You don't have a beard. Get away from me. <laughs> Baby face. If I'm in trouble, I'm, I'm going to be okay with the uh, with the, the clean-shaven paramedic. I'm going to be all right with that. Well, a man who wished to be only be identified as Ray, 53 years old, spent $22,000. That's $22,000 on three procedures to correct the fact that he never had whiskers growing on his cheeks. <laughs> Ray says a lot of people, a lot of guys go through a midlife crisis and they buy a sports card. I just decided to buy a beard. <laughs> I bought myself a beard. I bought myself a beard. Oh, so weird. It's just strange. Yeah. Let's see. Should I skip to this? No, I'm, all right. I'll do one more before that. Uh, so there's this. Well, no, I'm going to go to this one. On? I'm going to go to this one. Okay. No, no I, don't, I, I don't want to do that. Okay. Greg, this totally reminded me of you, and this was reminded me of something that you were doing earlier. Okay. So Greg, when he's kind of kooky as he is today, I really am today, and I apologize for that. It's everybody. great. What are you? Why are you? I don't know. I feel weird. You're acting weird. Yeah. So you become like unhinged. What are you? What no. are you doing over there? Okay. Um, remember earlier, you might not, when you were doing, when you were talking like in your robot voice. Yes. Which I think then read it, led into the I am a robot. Yeah. Mm, hello, I am a robot. So this is an actual story. This is out of New York. About a man named Robert, uh, Ronald Dillon. Now, <laughs> Ronald Dillon has, is in trouble, and now he's facing a 30-day unpaid suspension for answering the phone in a robot voice at his job that he works at. <laughs> so he starts working, so he works at the health department in New York, and he started answering the phone by using a robot voice. Now, he's already been in trouble for this before. What does he do at the health department? All right, so he's uh, he answers phone calls like his... <laughs> Hello, welcome to the health department. <laughs> That's so hilarious. York, so the New York Post is reporting that Ronald Dillon was suspended for 20 days last year 20 for the days same thing. For talking like a robot? Like, what did he... 
Did he say something bad no, or he, he just used a robot voice? He just voice? answers the phone in a robotic voice. <laughs> so the department wanted Dylan to be let go for insubordination, but an, an administrative uh, court judge is recommending suspension. So oh, may I help you? I have a recording of it. Oh, sweet. Yes. <laughs> so the New York Post reports that Dylan, who's 67, said, said his robot voice is meant uh, to cover his thick Brooklyn accent and make his voice sound more understandable. <laughs> he started working with the health department in 1976. Uh, his work with the IT help desk started. So he's at the help desk. It started in 2012. So oh, so have, he's an IT guy. So, I mean, yeah, that just makes sense. Yeah. So they're basically, you know, robotic anyway. <laughs> All right. So here's. Let me All right. Yeah. Let, let, me, let me hear this. So this is him trying to sound like a robot. Robert Dillon. You have reached the help desk. This is Mr. Dillon. How may I help you? <laughs> Hi, um, I'm at mm-hmm. and uh, we can't get the projector to see the computer as the source. Mm-hmm. Hold on so. a second, please. Mm-hmm. Last name? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. And your first name? He doesn't What's sound like a robot there. 14. 14. Mm, projector, projector doesn't see the computer. He's like the worst robot ever. Was it just at the beginning? Excuse me? The projector doesn't see the computer. Right. He got suspended 20 days for this? For this, yeah. The help desk. This is Mr. Dillon. How may I help you? That sounds almost like a speech impediment, not like he's trying to sound like a robot. Yeah, who are these people that don't have any kind of sense of humor Maybe they're trying to phase out Mr. Dillon, because he has been there since 1976. They're like, we need some new blood. (laughs) Uh, Maybe there are, yeah, that's true. Maybe there's some some other problems, and they're just trying to find something. But still, that's a stretch. That is a very long stretch. Hello, and welcome to Fun Employment Radio. That's a better robot voice than what he does. You sound like a constipated robot. I do not sound like a constipated robot. Do it again. Hello, and welcome to Fun Employment Radio. Constipated robot. My name is Reverend Greg, and I am here with Sarah X. Dillon. I bet I could do a better robot than you. You cannot do a better robot than me. Hello. My name is Sarah. That was so what, good. What was that? I don't know. It's like a cross between E.T. and a broken robot. Put that one on your resume for you. <laughs> well, dude, done and done. Oh, that's your world of crazy. Greg, your crazy is spread over to this side. Yeah, it's 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 thick today. It's palpable. It's thick in here. Okay, don't say it's thick in here. Thick with it. That's pretty much the worst thing you could say. Mm, yes. Let's do some ball talk. Mm, please. I could do the read for next adventure in my robot voice. That'll probably be the last read we ever do for him. But next adventure at nextadventure.net on the internets where you may order outdoor apparel and items. It is fall and now is the time to gear up for winter. You can order skis or snowboards by going to next adventure at Stark and Grand Street in Portland, Oregon. Nextadventure.net. Fantastic sponsor of Fun Employment Radio. Replenish human fluids with a water filter. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. I don't know what is wrong with me today. I have no idea what's wrong with me today. (laughs) <laughs> it's being noted they're going to ask for their money back. <laughs> <laughs> 
say danger, Will Robinson. Danger, danger. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. I do a pretty good robot voice. I'm just realizing that. You should just reach around and pat yourself on the back there, buddy. I, well, I kind of would like to. I would kind of would like I to. I like Vicky in the chat. She's like, stop. <laughs> 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 Nothing else. Didn't need to fancy it up or anything. Just stop. 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 <laughs> All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. All right. Uh, it's going to be a short, sweet ball talk here today. Because I need to make my predictions. So far, I was 100% correct first week. And so, it is now time for more predictions. Second week, 100% incorrect. Uh, well, we don't count that one. That's Everybody knows you get a floater a floater week. A floater? I don't want to Another word I don't want you to say. It's a floater week. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's the deal. Uh, Sarah, I am going to pick. I've spent hours and hours and hours Working analyzing on your robot statistics. Voice? Oh. You know, crunching the numbers. This is why I didn't get much sleep this week because I was crunching the numbers on college football games in order to help people make their bets. Now, I know we have some probably listeners in Vegas or people that are heading there. You're betting at your various places. If you do place bets on the games that I pick, you are statistically probable to win. Um, But that also means, you know, a tithing's nice to send to Fun Employment Radio. First game, Sarah! Number 23, West Virginia versus number 15, Oklahoma. West Virginia, new to the conference. Called the Big 12 Conference. Only has, I don't think it has 12 teams in it. West Virginia traveling all the way out to Oklahoma, Sarah. Oklahoma Sooners. Land grabbers. Oh my God. Colors are red. Did you freeze? (laughs) What are you doing? Oklahoma University versus number 23, West Virginia. Here's what's going to happen, Sarah. It is going to be a good day in Oklahoma. Oklahoma Sooners will win that game. Moving on, we're going to do game number two. And while I'm doing this, I want you to pick one out too, Sarah. I have. Not Oregon or Oregon State. Although, Oregon games, I guess I could place bets on them now. They're not going anywhere. All right. Game number two, we're going down south. Going down south. Arkansas versus Tennessee. Arkansas Razorbacks, that's a wild pig. Tennessee Volunteers. Volunteers? They're the Volunteers. No, they're not. They are the Volunteers. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, I I guess no weirder than a pig, so. A Razorback, Sarah. Sure. It's a wild pig. Arkansas going into Tennessee SEC matchup. Knoxville. Oh my God. But what? Guess what? It's not Knoxville. It's Noville when it comes to wins because it's going to be Arkansas winning in Tennessee. Made no sense. And the final game. Sarah, go ahead and go ahead and pick one. I was going to pick number six Notre Dame versus number twelve Clemson. Hit me again with it. Hit me again with it. Number six, Notre Dame versus number 12, Clemson. Clemson Tigers. Down there in South Carolina. Clemson, South Carolina. Why are you talking like that? Going out South playing, uh, taking, uh, taking on Notre Dame. Is it at Notre Dame or at Clemson? At Clemson. At Clemson. Notre Dame. Coming down there from Indiana. Notre Dame Catholic <laughs> University. Fighting Irishman. 
kicking on them Tigers down there in Clemson. Notre Dame ranked pretty high. Always overranked, though, in my opinion. Clemson, eh, they're just there. Playing a weak conference. But they're an all right team. They're going to be cheering in Clemson because they are going to be beating Notre Dame this weekend. The Pope ain't here anymore, Notre Dame. Time to go home. I think the best thing that Shock has ever written, he asked me if I tried turning you off and turning you back on again. (laughs) All right, so there you go. Clemson. Arkansas. Oklahoma. And Oklahoma. (laughs) That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Boy. How you doing over there, Jim? I don't know, man. I don't even know if we should put the show up. We're putting the show up. <laughs> I just feel weird. That's okay that you feel weird. Oh, we do have a um, a birthday, which I need to get to really quick. Okay. All right. So we do want to wish, um, want to make sure that this got out there before the weekend. We do want to wish a very, very happy birthday month to me. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. There's no such thing as a birthday month. Um, You might need to ask Maria and Dennis, who I met yesterday, who were very, very wonderful people, and they gave me my birthday month presents. They were were very nice. I did meet them as well. Also, thanks to Shay for the shot. Uh, But that's different. It's still not your birthday. You still shouldn't have opened any of that stuff. It wasn't even open. Like, she made me, like, a hat. I have this hat. I have scarves. Some, I have a present for every day of my birthday month. I didn't get presents for every day of my birthday. Well, that's because you're not special. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in today. If you are interested in joining Nibblerism, send us an email. Uh, along with $50 to funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Do not send Greg $50. <laughs> People can do whatever they want. Well, it's a free country. I suppose you, if you really, really want to, you could send Greg $50. Uh, give us a call, 503-575-9120. You can always do that and leave a message for the show. Um, coming up. Later on today, on drive uh, on drive time at the drive-in, which will be at about 5.30 p.m. here on the Fun Employment Radio Network, Aaron has a special show lined up. I'm going to pull it up right now because he emailed me. Uh, Herbert West. Awesome. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't either. But, I, but, but the show is cool. always good. I'm, I know it's going to be cool. The, yeah, this show is always good, but I, I, I'm not sure what Herbert West is. Herbert West is a fictional create. Oh, character. Oh, it's a Lovecraft. Oh, cool. Character. Okay. And uh, good luck to you, Shock. Shock's going to be out for a couple of weeks having some medical stuff done. Okay. So we'll be thinking of you, buddy. Absolutely. Greg, it's Friday. Coming up tomorrow on the Foot Employment Radio Network will be Chronicles of the Nerds. The Nerds. Oh, my gosh. I feel like your head's going to explode now. A little bit. Call me Reverend. No. It's Reverend Greg signing off. I'm like a country reverend now. We'll be back on Monday with more Fun Employment Radio.
You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.